0: Welcome to the FDF podcast, passionate about food and drink. Welcome to FDF's latest podcast, passionate about food and drink. My name is Pete Robertson and I'm Chief Executive of FDF and Cymru. And today I'm joined by Public Affairs Manager Julie Byers, to talk about uh, our submission in advance of the elections for the 6th of May, achieving success for Welsh food and drink. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting now we're sitting talking here about this. It's We put this together over the last few months. I mean, in terms of you, you joined FDF in May last year and I joined in April. In terms of putting this together, how do you think it's gone and what do you think are the key things that have come out of it?
1: I think when we started thinking about putting together a manifesto, although I always hate the term manifesto, so I think we're going key priorities for the next Welsh Government, which is a bit more of a mouthful. Um, When we were thinking about it probably late 2020, it was very much kind of post-Covid, what does recovery to the economy look like, what does recovery for the food and drink sector in Wales look like, and also we were facing um, the end of the transition period, and now that we're kind of start 2021, it's thinking, what is the next Welsh Government going going to do to help support the sector? And I think with our um, document we've put together, there's kind of three really key areas that we're talking about. Um, one's probably a bit more general, about supporting growth, and that covers more about econo- ec- supporting economic growth. Um, and the second's about um, are how how do we make meaningful um, practical measures to reduce obesity, and then third, which is very relevant for this year with COP26 in November, which is about embracing, green recovery challenges and opportunities. So those are the three things we've really focused on as priorities for the next Welsh Government.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting taking the first one you're talking about, talking about growth. I mean, joining the sector and getting involved obviously I haven't been a manufacturer over the last 10 years I've, I've seen quite a lot of what's been happening but one of the things that did surprise me and it's, it's the first thing we put down here is about this aspect of economic sustainability you know it's 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 fine talking a lot about this as social environment and the environmental aspects of what's happening but the the narrative of economics is just it needs to be stronger Wales needs to, that's something that really shone through to me uh, and it was just it's more of a mentality thing you know, I think that's why it was important for us. It was important for us to say, not specific policy asks. That's not what we're trying to do at FDF. It's more about the approach to supporting the sector. And the sector needs to grow. Clearly, it does. But in terms of, in terms of the economic sustainability, I mean, the other thing that, that, that came out, and we're not going to go through every one of these, but the one that sort of comes from me, is, is powerful for me, is the perception of the food and drink sector. Having worked in it, I didn't realise how poor a perception it has in terms of what it is, is can you get a high-skilled job in the food and drink sector? It just doesn't seem to translate. There's lots of skills requirements out there, but the demand for the young people, I mean, my daughter grew up in Swansea, and not for a second did she think of going into food and drink, you know, despite me trying to persuade her on it. And it's there it are certain things that really, need, really need to move forward. I mean, what do you think about growth? What, is, that's the type of thing that you would agree with?
1: Yeah, I was just about to say on economic sustainability, I think it is about the approach. It's not really, I I suppose for us, it's a policy recommendation that the Welsh Government need to take on board. But really, it's a mentality about when you're thinking about um, taking forward really kind of uh, ambitious Kind of targets and policies about like the, the world Wales wants to be the number one recycling nation in the world and actually when you're taking one when you have such a big ambition what policies do you take forward and what is that impact on business but just more generally when you're doing that across the board in different departments we want to make sure that businesses have the resilience to be able to, if there are costs being borne on them, that they can be resilient to them, and actually, if everything's coming to them at once, and this is something that we're seeing in Westminster too, is that the departments aren't really talking to each other about what uh, policies they're imposing on business, and the businesses are facing so many costs that actually we need to make sure that the sectors. has that economic sustainability. I think that's what we're talking about when we were saying, talking about economic sustainability too, is just making sure that um, whenever there's, it goes beyond a bit more than an impact assessment, it's looking at across the board what businesses are up up against when policies are being introduced.
0: Yeah, I I mean one thing, I mean we've said at the start that we've been sort of working together just shy of a year. I mean one of the things that's tied into this that I'm really hoping for us to achieve over the, over this, or this is an opportunity for us to get this message across, It's how significant the sector is in Wales. So you speak to people, you know, food and drink manufacturing is the second biggest employer in Wales, and people go, oh, is it? And and, and you think, well, hang on, that's clearly there's, there's an awareness for the sector. I mean, and the other thing that I think was quite interesting is is that not even, not even that a lack of awareness, but there's a, a room for us to get the sense of what manufacturing is. So there've yeah. been in quite a few conversations and you've been in conversations and people are saying yeah it comes off the farm and it goes and then suddenly it's in the shops and there's a lot of conversations about what's happening in the agricultural side of things which obviously is a really important aspect in Wales and what's happening in the retail side of things but when you actually talk about manufacturing it almost feels that to a certain degree we're a forgotten sector it, and, I, and and I think that's one of the things that we really need to we hope to get out of this document I suppose yeah definitely
1: and it's um, it's an interesting one in Wales as well, because of how the Welsh Government set up. So you have food and drink, which is a separate responsibility with a whole different um, minister to who has the responsibility for manufacturing. And what we've been doing over the past nearly a year is trying to get, get involved in those conversations with the economy department and saying, OK, we're talking to food and drink, we have great ties with the Minister Leslie Griffiths and talking about how we can contribute and what work we're doing but actually especially as we're looking kind of with Covid recovery having those same conversations with the economy department and making them say okay food and drink and manufacturing it's food and drink manufacturing we need to be involved in both those conversations and how do they they bring those departments a bit closer together.
0: Yeah, it's interesting when you talk about that because because uh, uh, we move move now quickly to the sort of environmental stuff. We talked about the green recovery because the economic it, it has to go side by side. You know, there has to be a view of how we're moving forward, and I think and I think there's there's a so much. So many consultations in this section, we've got clean air, we've got the, you know, extended re- producer responsibility, we've got DRS schemes, we've got all these things coming at us. And it's really important that uh, these things are sort of pulled together. I mean, everyone I speak to in the sector, everyone you speak to in any sector, realises we need to do something about net zero, we need to do something about this issue, we need to move it forward. Um, and I think it's just finding practical solutions isn't it you know so some of the some of the the recycling infrastructure I mean Wales is number three recycler in the world that's something I didn't know and it's got an aspiration to be number one and it's just a new a new uh, beyond recycling strategy in terms of this is we're going to be number one they've invested a billion pounds in infrastructure in Wales and so from that point of view that it's really important that that we can work with them because there's no point in them building an infrastructure that doesn't necessarily fit with the manufacturing or the food consumption sector or or the various different supply chains. So I mean for me that's why there's some specifics. I mean we we've highlighted cartons and flexible plastics because what's important is people can households and businesses can actually engage with this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's not a theory, it's not a strategy. You've actually got someone who lives in a flat in Roth, in Cardiff, who's got to recycle so many things. Yeah. You're going to make it as easy as possible for them to do that, to make it happen.
1: Yeah, and I think this is one of the recommendations where we are supportive of kind of how ambitious the Welsh Government wants to be in becoming the number one recycler. Um, and it's they already have a really great curbside recycling scheme and their way of improving that is what we're saying is about, well... We need to have the recycling infrastructure, so if someone wants to recycle a carton and recycle uh, flexible plastics, they can do so, and that would be a really great way of increasing your recycling rate. Um, And it's interesting when we're talking about extended producer responsibility and a deposit return scheme as well, because um, I'm sure Uh, people listening know that the consultations for those were published last week and they're led by DEFRA and their extended producer responsibility consultation is UK wide the DRS one um, is England Northern Ireland and Wales but I think even though they cover not just Wales we have to be mindful that Wales does not want to do anything that's going to make them drop down to number four recycler they will want to maybe diverge so we've got to be very mindful of what does that mean kind of mm. overall and general more generally too
0: yeah i suppose an, an overlapping perspective of any supply chain is the simpler you keep it the more consistent you keep it, mm. the less variables you have then the, the the more effective it becomes so i mean i suppose that the, the call for Wales is don't necessarily do it differently maybe implement it better and so, create create more practical solutions that people can can um, deliver. Really, I mean, I suppose on that side of we're talking just about the sector. One of the things we've got is about a dedicated decarbonisation fund. I mean, that's that's one thing that's really close to my heart. I've been in this sector because there's so many challenges to to, to create investments. There's challenges in terms of margins. A lot of the businesses in Wales are either smaller, they're private label focused, they're not necessarily big branded. And so that means the margins are potentially less. And so when you're looking to invest in, in um, taking your business forward and, and coming out of recovery, you've got, you've got to think about the resilience thing, which is you could argue would be automation. You could put more automation in to grow your capacity and reduce your costs. But also there's other areas of decarbonisation, different heat alternatives and and. A lot of businesses just don't have the bandwidth to put the money into a project that's got a 10-year payback mm-hmm.
1: and and i think with both kind of decarbonization but also any environmental change any changes you're making to make your business more environmentally friendly particularly for small businesses where it's quite overwhelming like um even when i think about coffee cups it's you want to make have a more environmentally friendly solution for coffee cups, but which way do you go? Do you encourage reusable? Do you go compostable? And one of the recommendations we've said just more generally is the Welsh Government needs to be supporting particularly smaller manufacturers to understand what environmental changes make sense for their business, and they don't do something which which could have an unintended consequence like increasing their carbon footprint, for instance.
0: Yeah, no, that's quite interesting because there are so many options, there's so many solutions, there's so many ideas that are all forming. And so which horse do you back? Mm. And it's very difficult for businesses to make they don't have the expertise, the skills to make those choices. So yeah, absolutely. No, I think that was I think that's fascinating. I mean, I think the other, the other one, the other, another one that we looked at in, in this area is because there's a lot of support. in, I mean, we're, in Wales. I mean, Business in Wales, and one of the things that we've identified and found over the last year is there's a huge amount of support out there for businesses in Wales. It's difficult to access, and, at least we're, and we're trying to clarify that for as many people as we can. But one of the things that we tend to look for is we tend to looking at the, the solution from the technology base outwards. And one of the things that we're trying to we're trying to change is is we're trying to get looking at so what are the products that are made in Wales? What are the opportunities for added value products in Wales? And then look for those alternatives. So there are some there are some large manu large business segments in Wales that especially when it comes to recyclable packaging, plastic packaging, you know there are at least five cereal bar manufacturers in Wales who all play a significant role in in the UK marketplace. And it's a case of that is a product that doesn't have an alternative placking so, solution. So. One of the things that would be really helpful is to look at the problems and look at the challenges, and then provide the support to do that. I think that's, that's mm-hmm. to me that's really that's really important, and I'm glad we've put that in actually because it's easy sometimes to you have to make a filter of what you're going to say and what you're not, and I think that's an important dynamic that we've put in really. Yeah. So, so I suppose the third ask, the third strand we were talking about was about about um, meaningful solutions to reduce obesity. Hmm. Uh, you know, as a food sector, there's been a, there's been, you know, we are very much at the forefront of trying to make that happen. However, you know, we've got some specific th- thoughts in terms of how we can do that best.
1: Yeah, so um, it's an interesting one at the moment because obviously um, in Westminster uh, for, for England, there's a lot of these measures being talked about and being discussed and legislating for at the moment, um, and in Wales, it's slightly a bit more. Um, uh, the, the thinkings are still in the consultation mode, so uh, if you're not already aware, it's the Healthy Weight, Healthy Wales um, uh, document that this, well, strategy document that the Welsh Government put together, which is very similar to what's been proposed elsewhere in England and Scotland about restricting the promotion, advertising of uh, food and drink that is high in fat, salt and sugar, um, and we'll be putting consultation responses in when, when those are put in, but I'm sure everyone's quite... I'm sure people listening will be quite familiar with our position in Westminster and that will be mirrored in Wales as well. But actually do these interventions, will they actually have the desired outcome? Um, and one one thing that we uh, have recommended to the next Welsh government is actually um, how do we encourage healthy diets, maybe through positive government intervention rather than just uh, maybe measures that penalise business and place costs on business. Um, without having the kind of being able to actually reduce obesity levels. Um, And one of the really great ways the industry has been um, playing its part in reducing obesity is um, their reformulation work. And that's one thing we've recommended to the next Welsh Government, which is about providing the industry with the financial certainty to be able to invest in reformulation, find new ways to innovate, and um, and part of that is kind of one practical implication of what the promotional restrictions on these foods would have is you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be able to promote reformulated products. So that almost incentivizes you from wanting to make products healthier anyway. So actually, we should be focusing our,
0: mm. on that. It's interesting that in terms of the reformulation, because again, one of the things I picked up in Wales is there's a huge amount of support for businesses. So uh, through Food Innovation Wales, they've got three centres around the country and they will actually, you can go in with your product and they will help you develop your product. You go in with a product you've already got, they will help you in, in, improve that product. There's also, I mean, who, who knew and I didn't know that Aberystwyth University is one of the world-renowned centres for grain research. And so there's some Wales has got some world-class capabilities to support for the sector. It's, it's about harnessing it and to a certain degree knowing it's there. I mean, and I suppose that's that's what we're trying to do. I mean, I mean, this is the first election that FDF Cymru has been involved in. Um, and one of one of the things that you brought to the table, Julie, terrific, is th- this concept of a Hustings event. I just yeah. wondered if you just, just just explain a bit about what you're looking to do with that.
1: So essentially for anyone who doesn't know what a Hustings event is, it's when we bring together representatives from the political parties to talk about their manifesto commitments about what they would do if their if their party is elected as the ex-Welsh government. And we are planning to hold an event on the 15th of April. Um, It's a virtual one, as as all these are at the moment, um, which we've brought together kind of all the represent, uh, all the representatives of the food supply chain. So uh, we're working with uh, the Farmers Union of Wales, NFU Cymru, uh, UK Hospitality, the Association of Convenience Stores and the Welsh Retail Consortium, to be able to talk about what will the next Welsh Government deliver for the food and drink industry in Wales and um, so far we've got the Plaid Cymru and Welsh Conservative uh, spokespeople for food and we're just um, uh, and Welsh Labour will be uh, there as well so it'll be a really great opportunity to learn more about their manifesto commitments once the manifesto's been published and um, and and also ask any questions you have about any specific policies they've said, or for instance, we'll be asking them about how they'll be taking forward kind of that economic sustainability principle.
0: And that's and that's open to any members of any of those organisations, yeah.
1: Yes, any members, or even if you if you're not a member and you're just listening because you're interested in in the FDF cummary and with the work we're doing, if um, you uh, email me at. Buyers at fdf.org.uk, then I can provide more details about that event for you.
0: Okay, fantastic. And and and, and once the election is over, just to tie, we're also hoping to have an event in the Senate to welcome the new members in, because it's a new mm-hmm. Senate, a new set of members.
1: Yeah. So essentially, our work won't stop um, after the election. So we're engaging with candidates beforehand, telling them about our key priorities um, for the next kind of uh, the next parliament will be meeting with them, um, following their h- hopefully holding a reception when it's safe to do so, and actually kind of making those introductions to all those new members of the senate.
0: Okay, well, interesting stuff. I suppose it's a case of watch this space now, isn't it, and see, see yes. where we go from here. Um, so interesting. This, that's, I really enjoyed chatting with Julie, it's been and it's been lovely to be in the office for the first time we've been working since July. So, it's been mm-hmm. terrific to be in the office, socially distanced, all safe, and the rest of it. And um, just supposed to close to say thank you very much for your time. Uh, this has been the first of four election podcasts, because you'll not be surprised with my accent. We're all FDS following the election in Scotland with my esteemed colleague, David Thompson. We're going, David and I are going to have a chat about our respective approaches to the election, Scotland and Wales. And then after, we're going to have a wash up. So overall, and David will hold a Scotland podcast as well. So at FDF, we're trying to cover the Scotland, Wales and the combined aspects. And uh, hopefully you will get, be, have the chance to join that and we will hear from you soon. Thank you for listening to this FDF podcast. FDF is the voice of the food and drink industry, supporting our members with the expertise to develop, grow and strengthen their business. To learn more about how we can help your business, contact us at members.enquiries at fdf.org.uk. There's no better time to become an FDF member.